Hello, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to all of you who celebrate Christmas. I'm sure, I hope you had a fine, wonderful morning today, opening all the sweet, sweet presents under the tree. Uh, this is episode five, day five of the Ten Days of Tiny Disc for December 25th. I'm Robert Scarpanito. I'm joined here by Jack Spada. I'm passing on that Yuletide pleasure to y'all out there in the internet, and I hope that you are wearing those flappy pajamas with the butt flap in the back and the and the fire is going and the <laughs> the tree is there and I and the cat is eating the tinsel and pooping it out and I hope you're just building those those great Christmas memories everybody bong bong <laughs> the way you guys are looking at me what the fuck Christmas memories do you have <laughs> like the first you thing know, I think of is not butt flaps my friend <laughs> You know the pajamas I'm talking about. Like I the do, pajama, but the jams. word butt flap is not synonymous with Christmas. I, I don't know. <laughs> We're just renaming this episode to Merry Butt Flaps. Merry butt, butt Flaps. Yes. Uh, so. We also have Colin Sparling here. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Merry, merry, merry Christmas. I hope. I wonder if you guys are sleep deprived as I am, because every Christmas Eve, and I have a history of this to a T, I can never, ever sleep on Christmas Eve because I'm a fucking child on the inside. And I just get so giddy and excited every Christmas, even if I know I'm not getting anything like, you know, that special under the Christmas tree. I just love everything about Christmas. I don't care. You know, forget all the Hallmark bullshit. I like spending time with my family. You know, I like opening presents. I like, you know, listen to my mom, hack her lungs out in the morning as she gets out of bed, make her (laughs) cup of coffee (laughs) (laughs) and dark begrudgingly take the dog out before as she waits. It makes us wait to open presents. It's it's pretty great. Yeah, no, I get it. I like I like staying up too. I like because I believe that I can one day catch Santa in the act. You know, uh, you know, my dad, dude, my parents fed us that bullshit so like, hard. The act, like kissing your mom, no, like the no, song. No, no, just just catching Santa, <laughs> breaking it out. I finally get him for his his millions of B and E's, like literally millions. One day is what is what breaking and enterings. Oh, trespassing. Son's a bitch. Billions. Yeah. You know, the, you know, in the Santa Claus, they solved the whole problem of like, how the fuck does Santa Claus get in there if your house doesn't have a chimney? And the, and Tim Allen's like, nah, dude, fuck you. We make one. <laughs> if you build it, <laughs> I will come. Yeah. No, you know, we're, we're like, we're going to use some shitty CG magic and we're going to create a fucking fireplace in a chimney. My, in we lived in for a, the next uh, 10 minutes. We lived in a townhouse style apartment that was like in the middle of the building. So we weren't even on the edge and we didn't have a real uh, fireplace, but we did have like a chimney facade in our, like a fake like chimney, just like the fireplace looking thing in our apartment and now growing up i realize how weird that is to have something like that in your house <laughs> but uh you know we, that's what we hung our stock, stockings on and everything and my mom would bake a bunch of cookies and she would um leave them out for santa quote unquote and then she would take a bite out of one and then we'd wake up the morning like oh, santa had some oh man oh man he's here oh yeah. yeah dude my dad would come in and be like yeah i just saw it's like santa flying across the sky and he would get me even more excited and i'm like hey so now i'm gonna wake you up at three in the morning because i can't fucking sleep <laughs> that's the power <laughs> of santa right he can surprise yeah. everyone and that's what we're gonna be talking about today we're gonna be talking about the biggest surprise of 2017 in gaming you know it's just it was a game that made us go like whoa we did not expect this, and we we're so happy about it in whatever way that it makes us happy, right? We keep talking about 2017. It was a very, very, very strong game for video games. 
game. It's strong gear for video games. Strong game for video games. All the games. No, sorry. It was a strong year for video games. And the game had a really were, strong year. There were some huge there were some huge surprises, and we're gonna celebrate those today. Yes. So your nominees for best biggest surprise are as follows. Near Automata. Hellblade Automata. Send you a sacrifice. Sonic Mania. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Star Fox 2. And Metroid Samus Returns. So we've been doing this a few days now, and this we are seeing some familiar names, but we're also seeing for the first time on the 10 Days of Tiny Disc some new names coming out, right? Yeah. First time we've seen, we've heard Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. First time we've heard Sonic Mania, Star Fox 2. And Hellblade. Uh, and Hellblade. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so I'm excited to yeah. kind of get into it here. So, yeah. so let's... Yeah. Well, we should probably do this for five days now, and I've been wearing this homemade sweater for five days, and it's getting real itchy. <laughs> yeah, it has you strapped to the chair. You can't get up until we're done. I, I can't. I'm, I'm just glued. His uh, sweater has become sentient now, and is just holding him hostage. <laughs> it, it's it's only it's slowly the turtleneck is slowly getting tighter and tighter around my yeah, neck. Like, I look like I look like the stepdad from uh, the Santa Claus. There you go. Let's uh, uh, start at the start, Robert. Start Tell us about some near. Start it up. Let's talk about near Automata. Why it was such a big surprise. So. You guys remember Nier? Because most of the world kind of doesn't. Right? I owned I owned Nier before, like well before I picked this the original up well before Automata was even thought of. I no, think. you're talking about the yeah. original game. Yeah, I'm talking yes. the original, the first. The, so the when PS3 I game. when I saw it, I was one of the first people to just roll my eyes and be like, "No, thank you. This just looks like another dumb JRPG. Like, there's a, way too many of these. The market is saturated. I'm totally passing this game up." And only like years later, years later, when I heard that it had a uh, incredible borderline legendary soundtrack, I was like, really? That stupid game? And that I never played or didn't even care about, didn't give it the time of day. And then I heard the soundtrack. And then I it just opened the gateway. I'm like, I need to get this game and own it now. So, yes. Absolutely. So, I think that's that's kind of where a lot of people's like loyalties lie. Like The people who enjoy Nier, I'd be willing to bet they didn't actually play Nier when it first came out. It's like they played it after Hearsay, like the cult following came up. So the fact that the first Nier didn't like do, like it didn't succeed that well at first, no one I think ever expected a Nier 2 to ever come out. And not only that, but for a Nier 2 to be commercially successful, like as it released. And that's what Nier Automata did. It was like, hey, you remember that game with that dude who had a sword and a book? We're turning it all up to 11 now, and it's going to be really great. And I think that's just whole, like, no one expected that. No one could see that whole, coming. Yeah. A whole new cast of characters. Exactly. Like, who would have known they would have dedicated the resources necessary to create this this uh, sequel? It's awesome. Yep. I'm just happy it happened. Our next nominee entering the ring here, Hellblade, send you a sacrifice. Wow, guys. That game. That game has made me feel some feelings. I don't think a lot of games have made me feel. Uh, it It was something that I remember seeing it kind of vaguely, right? Like at, in E3, like maybe last year or like sometime earlier this year. And it was like, what is this game? This looks kind of cool. Is that Ninja Theory? Those guys who did like DMC? Oh, that's okay. And at first I was like only a little bit impressed by it, but it wasn't one of those things where I was like, hey... I need this game. I absolutely need it. And yeah. then, you know, it was getting closer to its release. And then some more trailers came out. And then some more information about the game came out. And 
it was like such a surprise to see a game that's so like ha- like it's a hack and slasher in a way, but it's tackling these really you know dark and deep issues that uh, I think it handles it very well. But it's like you don't really see games that often tackle things like you know dementia, right, and psychosis, mm-hmm. and for it to schizophrenia. do schizophrenia, yeah, and for it, for it to do it so well was like such a surprise and see that you know how the game develops as it plays is really great. But I think in another way it's a big surprise in that no one kind of like, you don't really see that often an indie studio publish its own game and have it do like very successfully. But that's what Ninja theory did. They made this game that like could look triple a, but sold it for 30 bucks. And they've not only like met their budget, like they've, they've made enough money back to make this a success, but now they're profiting off the game and they've donated some of their profits to world health. Like, or, uh, mental health charities which is just fucking fantastic yeah you know this game even though i haven't played it yet i really like what it does as a landmark for research getting involved with video games because research in video games is a fairly new field and i feel like research um is something that can be very important for the gaming industry and i feel like uh, video games are such an interesting and, and crazy and vast media since they're just so interactive and ever evolving that the amount of research that could be done with video games is just endless. Um, so the fact that they're getting more people involved in, in uh, video games on the research side of things, I feel like uh, this game could be called a, har- a, a hallmark for that. Excuse me. This game surprised me in so many ways. I remember on this podcast like you know we talked about how i didn't even know it was coming out and then it's like oh it's here tomorrow and like oh it's also on pc and oh also it's only 30 dollars. like okay three surprises right there and then it didn't take very long for the game to surprise me once i actually bought it downloaded it and played it and i really am a big advocate of when someone says hey play this game with headphones like you should probably do that and this is one of those games where it's much better with headphones because what they do with the oral spatial uh, sound and the way it plays into the story and the narrative and everything, it really is like kind of key to the experience, in my opinion. And I, mean, I want to do a shout out as well to the actress. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her name now. Maybe Melissa, someone can look that up. Melissa Jurgen. Thank you. Okay, so is it even really accurate to call her an actress? Because she didn't do anything before this. That is such a cool cool debut performance and she's getting her inspirations from the best like Andy Serkis is one of her biggest inspirations one of my favorite actors of all time and wow you know she really really nailed this performance she sold it I can't imagine uh, someone else you know in in this role it's really iconic for her such a great debut reminds me like of a debut on the level of uh, Charlotte Copley in uh, District 9 you know like just someone coming out of nowhere and just really like nailing it so that was another element of surprise with the game as well but i echo everything you guys are saying about this uh i am really really in love with the game it's not too long you know it's about what 10 hours or so seven eight mm-hmm. I was seven eight yeah you know so you could do that and you could marathon in a day but man it is a wholly unique experience definitely not what i expected from ninja theory like right they made heavenly blade they made uh, heavenly uh sword. Ens- enslaved heavenly sword and what was the other uh, DMC, oh, DMC, the, right? The Devil May like, Cry remake. Yeah, this game is nothing like those, and I kind of was expecting more of that. But that's not what you get here. It's something very unique and and deserves to be celebrated. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, what was well, her What was her name again? The actress, Melissa Jurgen. 
Yeah, we, we she, should. I mean, it's crazy. She went to uh, like literally no acting experience to getting an award for acting handed to her by Andy Serkis himself. The so, performance I mean, is so, that strong. Yeah, I totally get it. That's so cool for her, man. Yeah, yeah. It really is. She was normally a video editor for Ninja Theory, but let's yeah. not let's not forget we do have other nominees here. We can't just keep talking about Hellblade. Uh, we have <laughs> Sonic Mania. Man, that game was special. That game came out in August, and I remember when it was announced, right, like uh, May this year or so. Or no, probably earlier. But Sega made this announcement, like, "Hey, we're we're gonna like come out with a classic Sonic game, and it's being made by fan game makers." Like for once, Sega actually reached out to the fan community and looked at the the people who are making fan Sonic games and said, "Hey, would you want to make one officially, like published under with us?" The licensed, Sega? yeah, yeah, yeah. What a dream, man. Yeah, and it was Pagoda West Studios, um, Head Cannon, and I'm um, forgetting the the third guy. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, they they were like, yeah, probably, yeah, sure, why not? Let's yeah, do it. it's like being and, called up to the majors, man. It's awesome, right? And you know, so one is a surprise that Sega actually reached out to the fan community for something. What? But then on top of that, it's unfortunate to say this, but it's kind of surprising whenever a Sonic game is good. And boy, is Sonic Mania great! Like, it's mm. probably one of the best Sonic games to have ever come out. It's up there for me. I completely agree with that. And I love how they pay respect to the source material as well throughout the entire game and then introduce new mechanics, new levels, new graphics, new music, new remixes of old music. It's just the ultimate, ultimate fan service. This is the game I would point people to. uh, Sonic CD and this one would be like, hey, if you like Sonic, play these. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other developer was Christian Whitehead. Would not want to leave him out. Of course. Mm. So, yeah, Sonic Mania, great surprise Sonic. of the year. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely better than the other Sonic game that came out this year. Yes, uh, indeed. So, the next nominee here, we've got Player Unknowns uh, Battlegrounds. What can I even say? I mean, everyone listening to this podcast knows how much play this game gets on our show. So, I won't, you know, drag it out. I mean, this is nothing short of a land- landmark achievement for the entire video game medium as a whole this is like an absolute juggernaut and we and it's not going away anytime soon i how many records has it set you know how many units has it sold how much like mass media news coverage does it get not not just enthusiast video game press but like you know wall street journal business insider forbes etc you know nbc news like this game is just massive in scale and i i don't know i i i don't know what i'll say i'm kind of sweet just about it but whoever could have seen this coming like a early access game that is based on a mod roughly of like h1z1 and arma 3 like whoever would have predicted that you could take a game like mag okay massive action game and then take socom and marry the two and and who would give a shit about that in 2017? Well, the answer is pretty much everyone in the world gives a shit about this game at this point. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, like for the game itself, there's really just not much to say. Everyone knows the phenomenon that this game has blown up to be. And uh, as a kind of a new player myself, I see, like I understand the hype for sure. Like I'm kind of becoming addicted myself. I mean, it's a great game. Oh, yeah. You played um, a lot now. Yeah. 
in yeah, short time. I mean, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, but to to speak more outside the game, uh, I, I had the pleasure of watching uh, No Clips profile that they did on Brennan Green, player unknown yes. himself. Yes. And even even though he's had this massive su- success, man, I, it, it speaks to his character just to see. I mean, the guy, he just seems so humble, right? He's like, oh, you know, I had my humble beginnings in Ireland. And, you know, I just I wanted to make a, a game that kind of had like this military realism in it. But like kind of just was a free for all and, and took this game mode that I came up with and just blow it up. And that I mean, that's what he did, man. And it's just it's the biggest thing in the world right now. I, and it's I, incredible. Yes, and I think that one thing that des- one achievement of this game that deserves to be vocalized is that what I feel like from watching that no clip documentary as well is that the the real magic here, the real secret sauce of this game is that it is the perfect balance and marriage of simplicity and complexity in all the right areas. They are simple in premise, simple in uh, concept. However, you know there is complexity when you get to. Uh, the drops when you get to certain nuances of the vehicle, when you get to the weapon attachments and, and scopes and things like that, there's certain complexity there. So it's all in the right spot. It's all where it needs to be to hit this critical mass. I could easily see, easily see this game though, coming out being like, yeah, okay. Two weeks later, just like every other game, everyone's moved on the next thing, but this game has legs like crazy in a, such a fickle, fickle market now. The oh yeah, video, it's, video, it, I feel yeah. like it's going to be a staple game that just keeps getting play like any Blizzard game, like CS Go. It's you know what I mean. It's, wow. it's going to be that game that continues with you know and evolves with the fan base. Yeah, I see um, it. You know, in many many ways, it surpassed CS Go in a short time. Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. it has more concurrent players on the CS Go. It's got legs that go yeah, right. all the way up. Yeah. Oh, and also shout out to Danny O'Dwyer and the boys at No Clip. They're doing God's work over there. I tell you what, you Merry go. Christmas. Uh, next nominee here. A game that I don't think anyone ever expected. Star Fox 2. Okay, so I had to give an impassioned speech to just get this nominated. <laughs> so I, I'll save I'll save everyone listening. But this is a game. I'll just keep it short. This is a game that fucking Nintendo made and developed and put full resources behind in like 1992, 93, whenever. And, and it was so close to the PlayStation... Uh, coming out and to Nintendo's next console. They're like, you know, we can't put out Star Fox 2. It's not going to compete with your Tushindens, Battle Arena Tushinden, and your Ridge Racer. Isn't that funny to think about now? Your what? At, exactly. Yeah, these old, like, lo- Tekken, like these old launch. Bushido kit. Blade. Exactly. Well, that was later in the system, but yeah. But yeah, I know. it wasn't going to compete with the new 3D game. So they withheld it. They're like, we're not going to publish this. We're not going to release it. It's just going to be gone to the ether forever. And then what is it now? Like 20, I can't even do the math. Like almost 30 years later, they're like, hey, here it is, guys. A brand new Super Nintendo game coming out in 2017. Who, how could any surprise be bigger than that? Like, who does that? That's like Sega's coming out officially and saying, here's a brand new Genesis game. You know what I mean? Like, what are the what are the odds? And not homebrew. I know. I, listen, I was going to say, know, oh, there's still a homebrew scene. I on know those, homebrews come out, but this is an officially developed and sanctioned game and licensed game by Nintendo themselves. And to me, it was just a jaw dropping prospect to have a Super Nintendo in my house, a mini one with Star Fox Two on it. That I could just play like legally whenever I want to. So <laughs> that's why it's on this list. And I'll I'll keep it short, man. Great caveat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our final nominee here, Metroid Samus Returns. Colin, do you want to talk about this one? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I remember back all the way in E3 time back in June, uh, Nintendo had their direct, their yearly E3 direct because they don't do press conferences anymore. Um, and so everyone freaked the hell out when Metroid Prime 4 happened. You know, the, the logo popped up, the 4, and then it's like Metroid Prime. And then we got all those priceless fucking reaction videos on YouTube. Seriously, watch some of those compilations. They'll make your day. <laughs> uh, Metroid Prime 4! Anyway. Um, but afterwards, they're just like, uh, the, at the around the start of the Treehouse, which is just like all the gameplay montages, and st- or the gameplay demos and stuff that they do, they're just like, oh, um, so yeah, we're uh, we're coming out with a new uh, 2D Metroid. Yeah. Um, wait, what? But, you know, no big deal, right? Wait, yeah, what? 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 Exactly. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. 2D Metroid. Whoa, whoa, back that up. You can't, yeah, you can't so just I, sweep that under the rug. Yeah, Seriously. run that tape. Like, cause I I stopped streaming by then. Like, I stopped the stream, and then I went into IGN. They're like, oh yeah, we're getting a new 2D Metroid. <laughs> what? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is that not main stage? Yeah, how was that not like how was that not part of the direct? How in the hell? Seriously. Like they showed uh, so much other shit that could have been substituted for Metroid on that direct. <laughs> like they literally had if I remember right, there was like a 2-minute video of them just going to the dude who makes Pokemon and it was just him saying, uh, "Hey, we've got one yeah, coming for the Switch." That's that's it's, all. It's happening, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll okay this. And then that's it. There you go. <laughs> but like, okay, yeah, Metroid. Yeah, we got a new 2D Metroid, and it's incredible. Like we talked about in our other, other uh, episode. It was a massive surprise. And then, like we said in yesterday's episode, you know, just the fact that it came from a developer that is not known for quality, and it also, you know, kind of was announced and then came out f- relatively quickly. Like, we didn't even know this game was in development or even existed. That all adds to why it is among the biggest surprises in a year full of surprises. There you go. But now we've got to deliberate. We have six nominees here. Six games walk into the ring, but only one may exit. Uh, do we just start cutting them? Do we just say what we think should win? Only one of these games, gentlemen, is winning the Tiny this year. Mm. I don't know. I could think of a couple that I could cut. I, In terms of biggest, the greatest, the most wonderfulest surprised, I'd probably cut Sonic Mania. Whoa, really? Really? Dude, Sonic has been so bad for so long, in my opinion. What, you didn't like Sonic 06? I did not like Sonic 06. (laughs) Sonic has not been good. This is a reason for me to get behind some Sonic, man. They made 2D Sonic playable by making it widescreen. I guess, for me, what's kind of sullying it, right, is that, sure, it was a great surprise and they got goodwill. And then they've released Sonic Forces, which just to me leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, why would you take all this good, good, wonderful yeah. press you built for yourselves and just take a poop on it? Why? See, yeah. See, I abstained from that game, so I can't comment, but I've heard things. Yeah. I, I mean, I really hmm. had to Sonic Force myself to play that game. Uh, it's not that Man, great. Robert. Oh, what? What? Your puns. Your puns. <laughs> so, you know, you know what? You know what? Huh. I am just going to cut the bullshit. Oh, you're going right to what you think should win. I am just going to cut the bullshit. Player knows Battlegrounds wins. It's too fucking big, dude. It's too fucking big. It's overpowering how how huge that game has gotten. You can't, you just can't not acknowledge how this little early access game on Steam just fucking exploded. It's just, it's too big. It, it, it's like 
all these other surprises are massive and they're amazing. The fact that we got, you know, a sequel to Nier, the, the fact that Hellblade was such a revolutionary thing and what it did in its design, Dude, and Sonic Mania being a thing, like the Sega endorsed a fan game, Metroid being a remake, and getting a new side-scrolling Metroid period was amazing. But player knowing how fucking huge that game is considering it was only released on one platform and it was making those, those kind of numbers and now it's on the xbox of all yeah, the games like, on here though but listen man like you're not wrong but the fact that near of all the games last generation near got a sequel and all the games that were you know quote unquote much better games that will never see another sequel like i just think you know don't understate that that i mean in today's world oh right? i'm not no yeah you know like it was a it was a massive massive surprise and i think among one of my favorite games this entire year as well because that's the thing about the first near the gameplay is not that great it's novel but it's not that good i think the gameplay is very good in near automata i still can't say it near automata automata Yes, tomato. Uh, see, I think I, I kind of agree with Player Knows Battlegrounds being such the getting the tiny for this, only because what it does is that it consistently surprised people throughout the year. I think it wasn't like, there was the initial surprise of like, whoa, you hear about this battle royale game? It's really good, and then you have the whoa, like more people are playing this than CS:GO, dude. Like, what is this? And then you have more people are playing this than CS:GO and Dota. On Steam, right? Like, I mean, insane. there was a span within a couple months where we sh- couldn't shut the fuck up about the game because it kept making headlines. And like, and can I point out, this game hasn't gone on sale once in Year of Our Lord 2017. It, it never will. It thirty dollars, thirty dollars forever. Yeah, it'll never go on sale. Maybe two, three years down the road, it might go on sale. Maybe. Yeah, and it's still uh, racking up these huge sale profits. But yeah, guys, and it, it totally seemed like one of those games that would come in with a bang for a little bit and then and then go out with a whimper. But it but, wasn't. But guys. Yes, Jack. Star Fox 2, though. <laughs> okay, so the reason I don't like Star Fox 2 is, sure, it was a surprise that, like, whoa, you're a Lord 2017, there still is an SNES game coming out, what? But I don't even know if that game's good or not, because the story here is that it came out, not <clears throat> it came out and it's good or it came out and it's bad. It's just, it happened. It happened. It actually happened. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to make this like a, oh let's tear down all these great games cuz these are all great games that's why they're on this this list you know we're trying to come of up course. with a winner I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be like oh tell me all the things that suck about Star Fox 2 I'm just saying that a new Super Nintendo game came out this year by Nintendo by Nintendo they're the makers of the Switch they could do whatever they want with their money and they chose to bring out Star Fox 2 they had to put resources behind this you know, I, mean, I, I to be I, honest, it's just like whoever expected that, whoever expected that. No one, everyone saw this, the 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 SNES Classic, the mini console coming out. Everyone knew that was coming because of the success of the NES Classic. But no one ever ever anticipated Star Fox Two would ever see the light of day for literally decades before you were born. <laughs> this game was not out. <laughs> I don't know. I guess for me, it's just like I, I keep thinking of the tail end of all these games and all these nominees near Hellblade, Sonic Mania, PUBG, Metroid have a tail of some kind. Whereas with Sonic, I think the surprise began and ended when they said it's coming out. 
Okay. What about you, Colin? You're awful quiet over there. I don't know. I mean, I'm still sticking with my my guns with PUBG. Um, I mean, I I think I've I've pretty much said my case. I, I just nothing. None of these games are making the numbers like PUBG is making, and the fact that it's coming to Xbox now is only going to increase those numbers. Um, you mean has I, increased because you know this is right. live. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's out by now, isn't it? This is totally live. Yeah, it came oh, out the twentieth. Yeah. Came out on my birthday, the twentieth. Right. Exactly. So, um, all right, man. So, so I, I, I mean, just I, in comparison, like the numbers that PUBG is getting is making some of these games look niche, niche, whatever. How the I, fuck you say that? Word? I can see the writing. Yeah, <laughs> I can see the writing on the. <laughs> I can see automator. I can see the writing on the wall, you know, and this is honestly PUBG's like category to lose. You know, this is its category. This is where it's celebrated. No one could ever, ever have predicted what has happened and what is happening with this game, and especially Blue Hole, and especially mm. you know, P- uh, Player Unknown himself. You know, be the last people to predict what's happened, and it has just taken over the industry. In a way that is rarely seen, in a way that almost dwarfs Rocket League in a weird way, you know, like it's it's up there with the with the heavy hitters, and it's it's going to be here for a long time. Like we are in PUBG's world now, make no mistake. And wait, wait, I take it back. Rocket League coming to Switch, biggest surprise twenty six. There you go, <laughs> we'll get it. There it is, done. Mario hats, but but no, I I am with you guys. I am with you guys. Absolutely, we stand resolute. The Tiny Disc Podcast has spoken, and shall we announce it officially now? I'm going to control B, bold it. It's in the books, guys. The biggest surprise of 2017 is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Congrats. Congratulations. You did it, Brennan Green. You did it, man. Can I just say, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say Player Unknown's or Player Unknown without himself at the end. It's like it's hard to say, like, oh, yeah, I know Player Unknown. It's like, no, Player Unknown himself. You know, you know what I mean? Like Brandon Green, player known himself, has said. I don't know if you uh, did. Did you watch the No Clip documentary, Robert? Yeah, yeah. So the part where he's like, yeah. So there, there was a dude that came to uh, a convention or whatever, and I was there, and it was obvious that he was a huge PUBG fan, and he was like all decked out in the full like military gear and everything, and you could totally tell he was cosplaying. He's like, yeah, I'm a huge PUBG fan, and he he totally didn't recognize who I was (laughs) because I was I had Brandon Green on my name tag. He was, I mean, yeah, he didn't have player unknown. He was talking to the dude. And he's like, I'm a huge, yeah, loving like the series. And he had no idea. Still to this day, I don't think he knew. He he's the most so unknown player. It's very true. He lives up that's to his how, name. That's how unknown the man is. Player unknown himself. He's but, this generation's notch. Yeah, kind of. Basically, I can't wait so. to see racist tweets from him in six years. Um, <laughs> wow. Slander the man on the day we hand him the tiny. There you go. We've given the tiny to Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. This is and your gift, yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas. That wraps it up. <laughs> that wraps it up for us. Well, uh, well, after you've unwrapped your presents. Present uh, joke, Jesus. Yep. Oh, <laughs> gee, on the day of our Lord Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, sir. Yeah, sir. Uh, tune in tomorrow where we're going to talk about uh, some of the maybe not not so good moments 
You know, we're going to have some little downtime after this happy no, festive oh, day. Way to sell our show. It's not going to be downtime. This is going to be actually, I'm looking very forward oh, to tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it too, but I'm talking about like us reflecting on the game industry. This ain't going to make the game industry look that great. It's going to make it look well, listen, pretty bad. Make sure just, you just, tune in tomorrow. It is going to, I promise you, it's going to be a great episode. Oh, and we're yeah. going to talk we, about. We can, we can both, we can just put on our episode tomorrow. We can both hate ourselves after for eating, you know, leftover Christmas food. Leftover, <laughs> yeah, Christmas leftovers. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm so looking so, forward to tomorrow. Let's cut the show. Let's go. Yes. And I wanna, I wanna get back to Christmas I, time. So I want to leave you with the name of tomorrow's award. Why can't you just be good? And the with worst that, games of 2017. With that, we bid you adieu, and we'll see you tomorrow on another episode of the Ten Days of Tiny Disc. Ho ho Merry ho! Christmas. Ho.